Welcome to the Pelican Brief. I am your host, David Tatman. In this episode, we will highlight the just-completed week three of the 2023 regular session of the Louisiana Legislature and do a preview on what's ahead in week four. As usually, we had a busy week three in Baton Rouge. The committee agendas were heavy with some of the more controversial bills of the legislative session. I'm going to cover some of those. There's no way we can cover all of the bills, but we'll cover a few of the highlights. And so one of the big buzzes around Baton Rouge is money. We have a whole bunch of money from some uh, excess collections, some budget surpluses, and now uh, because of some laws that are in place, we can only spend a portion of that. And so you will hear debate, or if you're reading the newspaper, or if you're listening to broadcast news, you'll hear about the spending cap. So the spending cap is placed on on the legislature by themselves years ago, and the idea was that when we had surpluses, we would put it away and save it for a rainy day. But but this time, there's a lot of money out there, COVID money, uh, spending plans, federal dollars that came in, and there's a lot of pressure building on legislators to pass a resolution which allows the legislature and the governor to exceed the spending cap and spend the nearly $1.8 billion. In addition to that, there is beginning to be pressure from local governments, higher education, and big contractors who also support the measure uh, to spend the money now. So senators say they already are reminded by the Edwards administration that that he has line item veto authority and that the spending cap issue is a, very important to him. What does that mean in real talk? That means that be careful if you vote against the spending cap because you may have one of your projects deleted through the line item veto power uh, of the budget with the uh, governor of the state of Louisiana. So the House of Representatives is a different story. The Senate there's some conventional wisdom that the Senate would be able to pass it. So Senate Concurrent Resolution 3 by Senator Paige Cortez is the instrument that will lead that conversation. Senators believe they can get the two-thirds vote they need to pass the resolution to bust the spending cap. But for now, it is much less clear uh, in the House. And the conversation continues. We'll be watching this, I think, throughout the legislative session. Remember, it's not only just the $1.8 billion, but how do you spend it? Do you put it toward unfunded accrued liabilities of pension programs? Do you cover some of the $15 billion backlog on uh, roads and bridges and things like that? And so what do you do with it? And so that's not only will we be able to spend that money, but if we do, how will we spend it? So a couple of bills to look, that little bit of action going on at the Capitol film. Film uh, came out of committee last week, um, Monday of last week. The extension of the motion picture investor tax credit came out of the Ways and Means Committee without objection. It is scheduled to be debated on the floor this Monday. Uh, This is House Bill 562. 
and the legislation would extend the very successful Louisiana Motion Picture Incentive Program. The film tax credit, as it is referred to most popularly by people like me, is an incentive program uh, in the state of Louisiana that was passed many, many years ago. We were one of the first states in the union to pass it. Uh, A week ago, uh, we did a poll, and uh, pollster John Cuvion released that poll that showed Louisianians overwhelmingly love this program. It creates thousands of high-paying, high-quality jobs to keep people in our state, and it also enhances tourism. People want to go and see where the crawdads were sing were filmed. Uh, you know, they still want to see where Steel Magnolias was filmed, and that was decades and decades ago. So there's an outflow of billions of dollars that go all over the state each year. Uh, it's a clean industry that helps reverse the brain drain and keep our best and brightest uh, in Louisiana. So take keep an eye on that. That will be on the House floor today. A big issue that has kind of exploded, which I had mentioned to you all before, and we knew it was going to be hot and heavy, no pun intended, uh, the hemp debate has become very intense. Um, last week, House Bill 605 by uh, Speaker Schneider, which would tweak the current law by restricting service and packaging sizes and provide additional uh regulations and resources to monitor the product uh, and to monitor retailers was returned to the calendar after there were many questions about the serving size amounts of the THC included in some of the products that were being sold. That bill was pulled down off the House floor and returned to the calendar, so we don't know exactly where it is going. There is a more restrictive bill coming out of the Senate, Senate Bill 219 by Senator Cathley, which would reduce the THC limit to two milligrams or less per serving. And uh, that has now uh, been dual referred to the Senate Finance Committee after passing committee last week. Keep an eye on that debate. It will be very interesting, and you'll see a lot of uh, action at the Capitol on it. Crime is on the agenda. Crime is one of the top issues in our state. Don't don't take my word for it. Uh, look at the polling. The polling showed that this is the number one issue on voters' minds, nearly doubling the number two issue, which is uh, the economy. Um, so there are a number of criminal justice-related issues moving through the process. I will not be able to cover them all because I don't like to make these uh, podcasts too long, but I'm going to highlight a few of them. So Representative Debbie Villio out of Jefferson Parish has a package of bills to address a a number of issues related to crime. And this week, she passed House Bill 65 off of the House floor. This bill would designate a burglary of an inhabited dwelling as a crime of violence. It now heads over to the Senate for consideration. It'll be uh, next step debated in Jude C. Um, She has four other bills that deal with everything from parole eligibility to penalties for distribution of fentanyl. Um, The most significant bill at the moment is House Bill 75, which provides for penalties for the possession with intent to distribute fentanyl. The legislation would pretty dramatically increase sentencing and fines, the most severe of which would be life imprisonment or a mandatory 99-year sentence uh, without a possibility of reduced sentence, parole uh, would be essentially life in prison and then a $500,000 fine. So watch the crime bills. There are a number of them out there. Senator Hewitt 
has one uh, on this subject matter. Senator uh, Representative Stefanski has a bill. There are a bunch of bills uh, that are going after this just incredible crime problem uh, that we have not only in Louisiana, but across the nation, but specifically and particularly to New Orleans uh, and uh, the surrounding area. Um, Insurance, uh, we talked about this. Uh, Like I tell people all the time, if you uh, are not upset about insurance, you probably haven't gotten your renewal or perhaps your cancellation. Some of the most important bills of the session to address the property insurance crisis in Louisiana will be debated in the House Insurance Committee on Tuesday. House Bill 601, uh, it's kind of technical in nature, but it, it, it provides for how bad faith claims against insurers are determined. And it sets up, uh, it, 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 it provides some timelines and some triggers for insurers to have in, in order for them to properly process claims before a bad faith cl- claim can be moved forward. There's great inconsistency across the state in different courts and different venues on how bad faith uh, uh, claims against insurers are handled. This will hope to clarify that. Uh, another bill, uh, House Bill 489 by Representative Huval and Senator Talbot, provides for changes in the rate-making process in Louisiana. The bill would allow insurers more flexibility in their rating process, and this would put us in line with many other states who are who are who are allowing for a more free market uh, way to handle uh, insurance rates. The bill maintains all of the safeguards uh, and of you know the actuarial soundness of an insurance company, financial stability. This just allows them to set rates uh, as they see fit without having to go through a lot of red tape. So <clears throat> keep an eye on insurance. There are other bills. Uh, there'll be a distracted driver bill dealing with cell phones that would make the law uh, the same as it is now in all school zones in Louisiana. Basically, you have to be hands-free. Um, and uh, so we'll kind of keep an eye on that. In natural resources, we will hear the debate on a number of bills uh, relative to carbon capture. This is a technology where we're taking carbon and then opposed to blowing it into the air and letting it you know, become just pollution, this would allow us to capture that carbon and bury it deep underground. And uh, there are bills on both sides of the issue. There are those who want uh, carbon capture to be a part of our state's economy and those who don't. Um, So this could be a a very, uh, and I said this, captivating discussion. I'm sorry. Try to have a little humor. Carbon captivating. Um, House Bill 571 by Speaker Sheck Schneider, his carbon capture bill uh, will be in the House Appropriations Committee. And what it does is it goes in and sets up a structure for how carbon capture projects would work. Uh, It's a pro-carbon capture bill. Uh, Remember, you you know, that bill or any other bills, you can always catch all of the action uh, on the state legislative website. Again, I'm going to pump it up, www.legis.com. Dot la.gov. That's www.legis.gov. 
www.cis.la.gov. You can watch all of the action. You can watch archived action. You can watch everything that goes on. You can read bills. You can see amendments in real time. It's just an incredible resource. So that should be a bookmark on your web browser. You can also download an app. You know, they say there's an app for that. Well, we have one now in Louisiana, and it's really good. It is go to your uh, app store and type in L-A-L-E-G-E. That's L-A-L-E-G-E. There, you can do the same thing, watch live video, watch archive video. Uh, you can find out who your legislators are, what bills they're carrying, what's going on in real time. So I would encourage you to, um, to download those and bookmark those. So... Um, we are, uh, we are the Pelican Brief. Uh, we would ask uh, that you follow us on social media. So if it's Facebook, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And on all of those social media platforms, we are at Pelican Brief 225. So on social media, it's at Pelican Brief 225. If you want to watch us on YouTube, it's a little bit different, but close. It's at the Pelican Brief 225. That's on YouTube, at the Pelican Brief 225. And you can watch and listen to our program on that. And of course, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, please uh, take a moment to subscribe when you're on the podcasting platforms. And when you do that, when we release an episode, it goes right to you. So, you know, if you have any issues that you would like to discuss, uh, to dig a little deeper into, please email us uh, at thepelicanbrief225 at gmail.com. That's at thepelicanbrief225 at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to dig deeper into some issues and have some separate episodes. So you, we are going to listen to our audience on the show. Thank all of you who have been following us, uh, who have been communicating with us. Let's keep that conversation going. And so until next week, I am David Tatman, and this is the Pelican Brief. <laughs>